The footy yarn is proud to be teaming up with TabTouch for season 2021. TabTouch is WA's betting provider, with all funds going back to fund the WA racing and sports industries. Visit tabtouch.com.au for all your betting needs this season. And if you're having a bet, please do so responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. Hey team, massive week of footy coming up. Clark goes out and who knows where he's going. The boys chat all things in regards to coaches, the trade table and who's going where. Let's jump in. Yes, a big thank you to K Mitchell and a big thank you to Tab Touch as always. Big episode today. What's going on in the world of footy? Obviously, uh, Alistair Clarkson's gone or, or almost oh. a day. After we did our last episode, yeah. and Clark goes out. It's like he knew, and he just went, I'm going to drop it on him. And he said, I'm just going to throw it. Uh, there's a lot of trade talk going around now, there coming is. towards the end of the season. Um, obviously, there's a few retirements, which we will get to. Uh, firstly, the grand final, it's um, all set to go to the G. Yeah, uh, seems that way. It, it, do you think maybe they've called that a bit ahead of time? Uh, potentially, but I like their confidence. Uh, it, it appears that uh, that rumour of the Joondalup place being booked, like, they, people contact them and the journal post is like, no, please book with us. We have not been booked. Please. Please book. <laughs> that is, um, that's hilarious. Yes. I, I thought it would have worked the other way. People would have been trying to book with them had that have uh, been the case. Um, quite funny how that's happened. Apparently, um, it, you won't have to have the vaccine to be able to go, which is fair enough considering the rollout and um, yeah. the age demographic and all that. Um, and then WA, they, they could be in strife. Obviously, there was a COVID case today. Lord knows how that's going to turn yeah, out. Yeah, it didn't sound good at the time. But the fact that his close contacts are tested negative, you're like, we should be okay because I yeah, don't think was, he's contagious. There was a positive and a negative. So you do wonder. Um, we're getting to the big news. Obviously, Alistair Clarkson's gone. Um, wow. Allegedly, wow. West Coast, Collingwood, Carlton and Gold Coast are all very keen. Um, oh, so wh- why wouldn't you be? Apparently they've all tapped him up. Those are the uh, main clubs um, so far. I wouldn't have thought so, mate. Lisa Alexander, uh, <laughs> the netball coach, is pushing for the Collingwood <laughs> I will we'll get to that. But um, firstly, Clarko, apparently his manager was the leak. Really? Yeah. That's apparently crazy. his manager was the leak. Mm. Um, just had to go to Caroline Wilson, didn't it? Couldn't have gone to someone like <sighs> better. It's like everyone's like, piss off, Caro, you're wrong. And then it happens like, shit. I would have rather it had gone to Kane Corns. But, like, I think it was a coincidence. I think she was wrong at the time. Yeah, maybe. And, yeah, I think, I don't think. Because she does have a lot of bold calls that you just, like, shut up. Yeah. I I heard Kane Corns on Footy Classified just saying that, oh, Clarko came out and sprouted that bullshit. I'm like, well, he wasn't lying at the time, mate. Yeah. He goes, you know, he's, he's lying, you know, because he said all about family tragedy and stuff, and he was he was berating him for that. And I'm like, Kane, you're a flog. That's disgraceful. Maybe I take back my comment about I'd rather Kane having broke the news. Mm. Who's, who is the least likable person in AFL media? Because I don't know what it is about Caroline Wilson. It could oh, just be her crazy it. calls. Um, it could yeah. be the fact that she looks like a petrified owl. Her but, and Kane are both, like, yeah. fighting it out. I've got no problem with Sam McClure, really. Oh, I have zero problem. Um, you know, I think he's sort of just run-of-the-mill. Yeah. Nothing special. Makes some bad calls sometimes, but I feel like everyone does. I think Ryan Daniels is very underrated. That's fair. That's a great shout. I like Mitch Cleary. Yeah. Um, he just seems safe, gentle, and like he wouldn't lie to us. But last time I said that about someone, they were lying to us. Uh, <laughs> so trust issues galore. Um I think it's a bit a bit interesting that his manager's like maybe trying to stir mm, the pot a bit. Seems strange. Um, but it, it, it's it's a very calamitous way. There's obviously talk, will he go this week? I, I don't think that's the case now. If he's stuck around this long, you feel like he would have announced it. Oh, yeah, I think he's going to see it out now. Yeah. Well, we play, they play on the weekend. Hawthorne had a good win. You would have been yeah. disappointed that you Extremely disappointed. Clear. It, it looks like we are getting uh, that second pick, uh, which Finn Callahan is the man who's getting tapped up for that. So. Yeah. You'd say between him or Tyler Sonzi, which I'm sure to you are just names. I'm not sure how much you keep up with this. I draft. love the Sonzi, uh, the big, the big Sonzinator. Um, but yes, uh, Michael Voss also linked to uh, to Gold Coast. Yeah, originally it was Collingwood, now Gold Coast. Yeah. Uh, who there's, knows? There's been no talk about Stuart Dew's job being under pressure. There's been like outside media talk of like you know if David Teague's getting criticised, when do we start criticising Stewie Dew? Yeah, but that's fair. This has sort of come out a bit out of nowhere. Look, the Gold Coast are in such poo yeah. that, like, the AFL obviously wants them to work. The AFL needs to give money. They need to play, pay Clarko whatever yeah. he wants, like three mil. Just do yeah. it. 
They have no choice. Just do it. Get whatever it takes to get Clarko to the Gold Coast. Or there is someone who's very keen on an AFL coaching job. You mentioned her before, Lisa <laughs> Alexander. My word. The, the audacity to just say, oh. well, I've done it with the netball side. And it's like, yeah, but you've never done it with like a football team <laughs> Ma- in any no, regard. No, wait, she watched footy growing up, man. She, that's what she said. <laughs> She's familiar with the game. What, 40 years ago? 50 years yeah, ago? She's I'm, not, familiar. I'm not entirely how... She's familiar. Yeah, and one of her calls was that uh, you know, greats like Clarkson took took things from other games. I don't think that works when all you really know tactically is one game. It's like if it, it, it's like if Jose Mourinho or Pep Guardiola <laughs> decided they wanted to coach, and it's like he taught him the basic rules, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I'm sure they're geniuses in their craft. As Lisa well, Alexander was, she was obviously a, a, a phenomenal. Um, coach, I can't say I kept up with her career, but uh, the stats don't lie. But my word, the fact that she thinks she can just walk straight into a head coaching job. Yeah, I. Uh, it's like, if it's not to my club, I sort of just want it to happen to see what happens. Yeah. Because it'd be funny. Like, what if she proves all wrong? What if she just did it and they like made finals, won the flag or something? Yeah. We'd be like, fuck. I'm not sure I'd want that to happen just because... The, the, I'm just disgusted by the pure audacity to just go. Well, this is they should be they should be choosing me. I don't know why they aren't. Well, it's like so yeah. many great AFL coaches out there without a club, and it's like oh yeah, it'd be strange if. Well, it I, I it, there's a part of me that also wants me her to go to a club and like three rounds in their average losing margin was 140 points or something, and like I don't want to look women. I have no problem with women. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, great clarification. Would those players, like, wouldn't they just be like, oh, in in the like, fo- in the football in, in the footballing culture, you'd say yeah. it's a very fifty fifty split where there would be, you know, fifty percent would completely understand and completely yeah. agree and listen to it, and the other fifty percent would be uh, big, smooth brain, rock skull bozos <laughs> who just go, no woman. Woman don't know footy and no footy. <laughs> I'm big, strong man, and I know more than you. <laughs> So you do wonder whether <laughs> so coming in through an assistant coaching role again could probably provide more, you know, better ease for yeah, her. Yeah, go do some VFL work love. Yeah. Show us show us you can win games. Yeah. Sam Mitchell just didn't get a coaching gig straight yeah. away. He had to go to the VFL. Yeah, exactly. And that man, everyone wanted no, him. But, but she coached the national netball team, man. Oh shit, my bad, man. <laughs> oh my bad. No, I'll take it back. We'll cut that out then. Yeah, no, okay. she probably should go to Collingwood. Uh, a bit of trade talk yeah. now. Um, there's quite a bit going around. There's um, obviously West Coast are allegedly having a bit of a fire sale. Anyone over oh. at the age of twenty eight is gone. I'll tell you what. If Darling's on the table, get into the pies. Oh my god, Darling that man's a superstar. Apparently, McGovern's on the table. That just can't be right. <laughs> oh my god, Mate, if McGovern's on the table, the Bulldogs oh. should do everything in their power to go after him. Imagine them with a <laughs> like gun key defender other than Zane Cordy. Yeah, and Easton Wood, and now Josh Shackey. Exactly. So I'm actually. They don't need him. And now Bailey Dale running off the half-back flank as well. And they truly do not need him. But th- there's all that going they on. Can I think I think Gaff is probably one that you could put up to a club, it, you know, see who's interested, maybe give him to a North if they want him. I can't imagine North He was, would. like, the rumours was, like, he was out and then last minute changed yeah. his mind. Um, Elliot Yo, there's so much question about Elliot Yo. I, I heard something, like, a year or two ago where it was, like, Elliot Yo wasn't going to stick around at West Coast much longer. Yeah. And then something about, um, well, he's obviously had these fights uh, with within the club, sort of arguments within the club. So apparently he's one that could be on the out. You never do know, but um, you feel like West Coast fans have extremely overreacted. Mate, the Pies embarrass a club. This is what happens. They're like, you know, this club's been falling apart for years now. <laughs> the second we got Kelly in, it's been falling apart since then. I saw someone say that our premiership window shut when we got Kelly. It's like... Hmm. Don't think that's how it works. I mean, look, look. I remember when Kelly happened. I was like, "Jesus, that might hand them another flag." Yeah. Like, so to say that is just ridiculous. Oh, preposterous! Uh, they are their supporters frustrate me. No offense to any West Coast fans. Yep, it's just the ones you see on Facebook all the time. It's just like move on. I, I watched the West Coast game with some some West Coast fans on the weekend, yep. and you know, all the time, all oh, the umpires, all these. I'm like. You're down by 50 points. Just, you know. Like, like, and also, Collingwood kicked goals to put you behind. Yeah. It's not just you. Yeah, no. Admittedly, you were very bad. Yeah. Trey Roscoe, 
great. He's back, baby. Right. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that in fantasy talk. A uh, bit more, there's uh, George Hewitt. Carlton are apparently quite interested in him. Mm. Uh, they're also obviously interested in Chera. Um, currently, the suitors are Richmond, Hawthorne, or Carlton. I wouldn't say Hawthorne would sort of be in that Chera market. No, no I don't think so. Um, I think Carlton are offering the most years or the most money. I believe Richmond are offering four years, Carlton are offering five years. What do you think now? Do you think Chera's gone? I think I, I don't, personally think he is. I honestly don't even think he knows. That's the rumour. If, if you think about it, like, <clears throat> like he's what, 22, 21, 22? How much do you procrastinate shit? Yeah, that's true. Like, I procrastinate shit all the time. He's probably just dragging this out for as long as he possibly can until he has to make a decision. You think Freer might be demanding an answer, though, because they'd want to know what they're going to do with that chunk of money. Yeah, but at the same time, they don't want to push him because they don't want to yeah. lose him. Uh, I'm I'm nearly in the boat of... let him not. I think that was his best game yep. oh, of his career on the weekend. But I just based on trades of this nature... The team that gets rid of the superstar seems to eventually come out on top. Yeah, and they do have a lot of talent in that midfield, and there's still a lot more talent to get in that midfield. Yeah. Um, so I'd say I think Richmond would probably be the most likely. For me. I just can't quite see how Carlton will afford that with uh, what they currently have. Obviously, Zach Williams is quite an expensive one. Um, Dow and Silvani, though, apparently they're only being offered one-year deals and they're not yeah. happy. Jack Silvani has yeah, come good. He's come very good in these last few games. He's been uh, one of their better players, probably their top five players. Um, Sam Wiedemann, uh, Collingwood, yeah. North and Gold Coast are all apparently very interested, all very interested in key forwards, as are Essendon. Um, I assume you'd take him in a heartbeat. I would. Uh, not sure how... You know, he's sort of on and off. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Here's a name for you, and I don't know if he's on the table. He's a bit older, but maybe to an Essendon or something for a couple of years. Is it Geelong not getting a game? Joshy Jenkins. That's fair. Where, he, he's pretty He could solid. play a role. He could, but I, I assume that's what they wanted from him at Geelong, but it just didn't seem the right fit Geelong. They've got too many fours. At any stage, yeah. Um, Collingwood are apparently quite interested in Dylan Stevens, who's uh, still unsigned. Just see that. Because uh, what we need is another midfielder yeah, slash wingman. Pick five two years ago, can't really get a game yet. Would yep. you take Dylan Stevens, or yeah. would you say go to the draft? I'd take take him and see what he does. We're not going to pay much for him. Uh, you wouldn't yeah, think. Yeah, you. It, it'd be tough, but obviously with the Nick Dacos currency, um, you wonder what they will get this draft, if anything. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then Nick Caulfield is one who has been in some great form uh, last year, but this year can't seem to quite get a game. And apparently a few clubs are asking the question. So um, he could be a pretty big one if clubs do manage to get a hold of him. Um, now, it is retirement season. There has been three retirements already. Um, I, these I, are all extremely sad and depressing I'm really struggling to talk about this, but go on. We'll get the... I wouldn't even know what the worst one is. We'll, we'll get Chris Main first. Yeah, look. It, it's an age thing, so it's all right. He's played his career. You're upset that he, he didn't get that flag um, or that Norm Smith that he was robbed of. Yeah, I'm just it's, – it's very upsetting, but at the same time, like, it's – you know, he's played his career. Yep. But it's like I do appreciate him going out now while he's also in very good form. Yeah. He's in phenomenal form. Um, but you just think he could keep – you could still use him. Yeah, for another year. But, yeah, unfortunately he's out. He's going to move back to Perth pretty quickly by the sound yep. of it. Uh, potentially some assistant coaching at the Dockers. I wouldn't mind that. Um, these are just real cult heroes. Um, Daniel Venables. Now, yeah. Obviously 2018 Premiership winner. It was a sensational little forward, but uh, just concussions yeah. got the better of him. And that's a really sad one to see. You hate to it see is. when that happens. It was uh, on the advice of the AFL Medical Board. So, so quite upsetting uh, for him. And another one through injury, Lin Jong, who is um, a favourite here at the footy yard. No, Lin. He, no. I, saw, I saw a stat he had 60-something games played and 135 games missed through injury, oh which my is just God. real upsetting. He's an extremely talented player on his if, day. If it is any constellation, he did win two VFL premierships. He did, and a, a best on ground in one of those VFL premierships. <sighs> And had you heard the story of one of his VFL premierships where he really badly injured his shoulder the week before? And so he knew that, uh, I believe it was Casey, Casey Demons would target that shoulder. 
Uh, so he strapped the other shoulder. <laughs> and apparently they all kept targeting that shoulder and like he, nice. would, he would like uh, fake that he was really hurting and stuff like that. So they would keep really pinning and now that's putting a smart hard man. pressure on that, that shoulder. Whereas the other shoulder just stayed unstrapped and un- unharmed really. I thought in 2016 when you got when the dogs won the flag, I thought we were going to see the fairy tale because obviously he went down in the elimination yep. final, was in tears and stuff. Next minute he was available grand final week, played in the VFL grand final floor. It surely, yeah. and it just didn't happen. I, I, I saw a call, um, you would have seen it as well, a mutual friend of ours about um, I did. Bob Murphy of this year. You know, if the dogs get up, do you call up Lynn oh. John? Absolutely. Wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that be special? Well, is he retiring immediately or is he playing out the season? Well, he's injured for the rest of the season, I believe. Mm. So I don't think it quite matters. Uh, but it is it is quite disappointing. And finally, not not so much news. I won't give the player's name, but I thought this was quite a funny one. A player was uh, caught sliding in someone's DMs. You may have seen this. Um, oh, I did see yeah, this. We'll keep the player unnamed. But I, I hope we're thinking of the same Yeah, player. I thought it was quite a funny response. Um, so he said to her, hey, where about Sunny Melbourne are you from? And she said, you know, well, well, where she's from? He said, if you're ever free, you should come over. And then she said, come over, you reckon? He responded, you too proud to get railed? <laughs> I did see this. Bold, straight to the point. And she said, if I wanted to get fucked by a footballer, I'd pick a good one. Bang. And then uh, another comment, stop disgracing someone's jumper, you cockhead. Uh, what you say? Who again? It would give away the player. <laughs> if you have seen it, you know who it is. But um, quite funny. It is. He, do, very he funny. does seem the sort um, who is a quite an interesting character. He definitely does. Might be at another club next year. Who knows? Yeah, there is talk about that as well. Um, Zephyr Clothing, Young Player of the Year time. Yes, um, I, I am ready. That's good to hear. I'll, I'll start. One vote I gave to Luke Jackson. He had seventeen disposals, eight contested possessions, four goals. 13 hitouts and three clearances. I thought an absolutely phenomenal game from him. Yes, uh, very good. And that's why he's got my one vote as well. Great. Two votes. I went with uh, your least favourite man, Sam Walsh. Oh, 26 disposals, uh, 11 contested possessions, three goals, one assist, four tackles. A bit less uh, midfield influence, but did a bit more going forward, obviously, with those three goals, one assist. So uh, quite a good game from your least favourite AFL player. <laughs> he's not my least favourite AFL player. Two votes. At two, but no, it's uh, Sam Walsh. Okay. Yeah, just to throw us, just to make yeah, us just think. to trick you. Look, I think we may be three from three here. Andy Brayshaw, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. 39 disposals, 15 contested possessions, 10 score involvements, 8 clearances, 12 tackles. He was just absolutely phenomenal. And he always stands up when Fife is out. Yeah, he... I watched that game and Fife wasn't there and he just went next level. And it's hard to... like. Fife is obviously in that best team. Yeah. But it's so hard because Brayshaw was just so good. And Brayshaw's best this season has been better than Fife's best. Yeah, so it's like, you've got to play Fife, but Fife's, Fife's no good up forward either. Yeah. And he's been in the middle. Oh, it's just, I don't know what they do. Brayshaw genuinely just plays better. Mate, play I'm calling it. Does Fife still have some value? Yeah, would you throw him up? But at the same time, it'd be like trading Pav. You know, it's like, you just wouldn't do it because it's just a club hero. Yeah. You'd want to stay a one-club legend. Um, you know, he's a WA boy as well, so um, you probably just wouldn't, and I'm sure fans wouldn't want to see him go, but I understand why you would. I mean... Well, now, if Chero goes, and he, maybe that frees it up a little bit... Maybe you could do a five trade, where it's a, a, a similar to a Judd Kennedy style. Ooh. Look for a, maybe a king... A Gold Coast. Yeah. Look, look for a king brother. That would be hot. And Gold Coast needs someone like a five. Imagine that. Five for Ben King. Both players would be pretty happy. Well, even to the dogs. Five for Norton. Although you wouldn't say they need it. Is there any other good young WA key forwards? Maybe to Sydney for Logan McDonald? Or St Kilda. Get the other king. Yeah, but you'd say they'd want to go WA to get rid of that go home factor. Gold Coast is the one in my head. Yeah. But I think they would just want a West Aussie key That's forward. True. And I'd say the best young ones are right now just... See if Hawthorne are silly enough to give us Denver back. Yep. <laughs> Why not? There are a few good WA key forwards in this draft, though, uh, who they could be quite interested in. Jacob Van Ruin is one that they do seem to be quite uh, interested yes. in. Uh, big fan of the, the Roo. The Roo master. Yes, the new Roo, as they call him. Um, Tab Touch Player of the Year time. Who got yes. your one vote, Matthew? My one vote. Uh, this went to a uh, Collingwood player, Dominate. He's had a very, very good year. Maybe going to be under the radar because Collingwood have been a bit poo. Uh, Jack Crisp. He has been great this year. He's uh, been absolutely phenomenal. Good for fantasy as well. 
Yep, he's been one of the better players. I uh, went with Chad Wingard. Nice. Uh, he, he had was 32 good. disposals, two goals, one assist. His best game in a Hawthorne jumper by oh, far for easily. Me. It was almost like uh, they knew Clark was going, well, I might as well stand up now. Yep. But, like, don't, because pick one, guys. <laughs> uh, two votes, uh, Andy Brayshaw. Yeah. Thought he was phenomenal. Uh, my two votes, I couldn't split this between two blokes. I thought one had to miss out, both from Melbourne. Uh, Petrarca missed out. I went Clayton Oliver. He had 35 disposals, 19 contest possessions, one goal, two assists, 10 clearances. Had an absolute monster game in that midfield. And that is looking like maybe the most dangerous midfield pairing. I'd say those two or the Bonton McRae. Yeah. Yeah, look, he looked okay. Yeah. I thought he was, you know, damaging. Yeah. Uh, three votes. One was Zach Merritt from the okay. Bombers. Uh, had over 30 touches, kicked two goals. Uh GS and looking good. They've got that piece of the puzzle now for six years, Zach Merritt, and they can just build around that. Yeah, I went with Andy Brayshaw for my three votes. Nice. Again, I just thought he was an absolute standout. And I'd say in terms of you know midfielders that age 22 or under, him and Sam Walsh are just levels beyond anyone else right now. Uh, yeah. I'd say he's probably, when Fife's out, he's on Sam Walsh's level. Yeah, yeah, very close to. But when five to eight, he's maybe a rung below. A uh, quick ladder recap now: Bulldogs and Geelong fifteen and four, Melbourne fourteen one and four, Port fourteen and five, which rounds out the top four. Sydney thirteen and six, Brisbane twelve and seven. So now Sydney mm. getting over there, uh, cracking into that top four almost. West Coast ten and eight, uh, ten and nine, Fremantle nine and ten, which rounds out. The eight, GWS, eight, one and ten, Essendon, Richmond, Carlton, St Kilda, eight and eleven, which rounds out that top eight battle. And then Collingwood, Gold Coast and the Crom, six and thirteen, Hawthorne, five, one and twelve, North, four, one and fourteen. Well, the Pies are still in the top eight battle. Everything that needed to happen last round happened and the first piece of the puzzle fits. I'm trying to think. They need three wins. I don't think. Yeah, it, look, it would take some sort of miracle, but I, I have done it. It is mathematically still okay. possible. All right. I was just trying to do it in my head. It was mathematically still possible. Um, I'll take your word for it. Huge if true. Um, <laughs> what do you think happens with this top eight? Do you think... Oh, I don't even know anymore. Do you think West Coast go out? Do you think Fremantle go it's out? It's like... Think, yeah, it's just impossible. As glad as I am that Free are in the eight, it's great. They, they were... T- Pretty poor the last fortnight. Yeah. They should have been like out of contention. Now they've won a game and they're back in the A. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, West Coast, they've got Melbourne this week. It's the sort of game that West Coast might yeah. just pop up and, and win. And then everyone will say it's their best win of all, all, time. Of all time. Like that, the Carlton game. And then they'll beat the Frio because it's a derby and then lose to Brisbane. Yeah. Um, I do not know. Gee. I, I think would. West Coast stay in. You'd think so. I really want Freo to hang on. I still just think Richmond are going to get there. Yeah, you just wonder how, but if they're not beating Freo there, you feel They've like... North this week, but G North are in some form. Yeah, wow. Um, it seems every time a team cracks into the eight, they just do something to drop out. St Kilda, they, they could have really taken a stranglehold oh. and got absolutely belittled by Even Carlton. Even Carlton are still in the mix. And yeah, and now Imagine Carl- if they beat North <laughs> two oh weeks ago. They, they, would, they would be equal eight. Yeah. I don't know what the percentage would be, Yeah, but they would be equal eight. So that's uh, quite crazy to think. Looking on to Friday footy now, Geelong versus GWS at GMHBA. Tough gig for GWS. Two tough gigs their last weeks. Yeah, they're pretty good last week. Just faded late and Port Adelaide got the job done. Uh, they certainly could, could do it, but oh, Geelong... Probably a due for a loss. Yeah, Jeremy Cameron could be back. It's unlikely, but he could be back. I wouldn't um, be risking him for another week. Yeah, and for GWS, Hopper and Davis go out. Uh, Mumford could be rested, so Briggs, DeBoer and Kennedy are the likely three to come in, though that could change. Um, how do you view this game? Obviously, GWS last week, mm. they weren't bad by any by any stretch of no. the imagination, but it, they, they did uh, they did fall short, and Geelong have been in some great form lately. I have been. Uh, yeah, I. it is in Geelong as well, which helps. I believe no fans again, because there were none at yeah. Mars Stadium in Ballarat, so I doubt they'd have them in Geelong. Is there a chance that we just don't get fans anywhere at any of these games this round? Because Lord knows what happens with the WA games this week. There's, there's still time. Could for be a chance. I, I doubt it. Because yeah. even Adelaide's been penciled in for 10,000, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, I think the Cats will win. Yeah, I'm going to go the Cats as well. Although this is the game where GWS just puts out that upset. Actually, you know what? No, nah, GWS will win this game. Okay. 
it'll happen. Carlton versus the Suns at Marvel. Gee, the Suns have been in some poor form lately. They hit some great form and they just dropped off a bit. Literally, it all ended at halftime against Brisbane. Yep. It just, you know, the the tap just got turned off. Yeah. The force that just stopped dripping. Um, Carlton, geez, isn't this an opportunity? And if you just think, had they have beaten North, and the Teague the train sons. would be rolling. My word, no wonder Carlton fans thought they were getting in. And Kerno's back. He actually got through a game on Skate. Yeah, just kicked, kicked the, the one. Goal. But uh, Mitch McGowan could also be back for them, which is You mentioned him just last yep, week. He came back in the VFL and has been absolutely huge. But Sam DeConning's out, which means they don't have any actual Ruckman, which means uh, Jack Silvani nice. got to be their Ruck, although I thought he did a fair enough yeah, job. Yeah, he does a pretty good job. Um, and against the Suns, it's probably the game where you wouldn't mind not having a Ruck. Um, for the Suns, Brandon Ellis is back. You, we could see Betts and Fogarty also coming back for Carlton. Um, what do you think about this game? Do you think maybe the Suns can cause an upset, or do you think Carlton keep themselves in that top eight race? It's like Carlton should win this. Yeah. But it's like in the back of my head, I'm like, it's not going to happen. They'll just find a way, the Suns. Um, this game be at Marvel, Marvel, I believe, because yep. of all the COVID stuff. Uh, they should win. Surely. Wildfires... Patrick Cripps just needs to help me out a bit. Yep. Mackay gets a couple. Kerno gets going. And they win. Yep. They, they do have that uh, that triple threat attack now of McGovern, Kerno, and Mackay, which would have fans absolutely frothing at the mouth. If if McGovern does come back, which they are hoping he does, um, I, yeah, I'm absolutely going to back Carlton here. I did hear Kane Corns um, bagging out the Carlton players for over-celebrating goals against St Kilda. Um which I thought was ridiculous. I think it should be the opposite. I, I want I to see harder. Yeah, Trey Rusko's the best at it. He is. He loves a good celebration. Will we, when will we ever see another Trey Rusko goal? Oh, I think someday we'll get a halfback run from him. <laughs> I'm quite excited at the prospect of it. I think we should, we should normalise AFL players celebrating goals like soccer players. I understand there's a lot more goals in <laughs> AFL than there is in the soccer, but I think just big celebrations, trademark celebrations. We lo- Like when Xavier Dersma kicks a goal. Everyone loves a little trademark celebration. I think players need to uh, get around that. Uh, Richmond versus North at the G, 2.35pm for Richmond. Nathan Broad should be back. Um, There's a few others who are maybes, but Broad is is almost a definite. Uh, For North, Taron Thomas comes back. Zerha comes back. Charlie Combat's available still. So when will they debut him? Uh, Aidan Bono's back. Uh, There's so many options for them. Um, they have been in some solid form. It wasn't a bad game against Geelong yeah. by, by any stretch. I saw of Eddie Ford, your mate, got on the yes, board. Yes, the big Ford Meister. Yeah, jeez, might see if he's available for a chat. We're doing our interview tomorrow. I might give him a message. See if maybe see if we go the double oh, double threat, double barrel. Maybe we do. Who knows? Great shout. Um, how do you view this? Look, I'm gonna back Richmond. Yep, with very little confidence. Okay. Uh, North have been very good, so good that I'm like. I'll bait next year. Like maybe just 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 teasing it. If Lisa Alexander takes over, <laughs> maybe she was close to that job, man. She was. Um, <laughs> she was so close. She was. They they talked about it, and I'm sure she's in the front running for the Pies job. Uh, Richmond will win this. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. Back up. Yeah, Richmond should win this, and jeez, uh, it would make that top eight race interesting. Which we'll get into the other games, but geez, it's going to make that top eight race interesting. Now, we do have a little gap between now and the next fixtures. First, I'll shoot to our good friend Sebastian with Get Angry. It's time for Seb to tell someone to get angry. Adam Simpson has too many excuses. I'm not going to cop it this week. I need to see him get angry, really rip into those boys. I wouldn't mind to see, you know, when they show the footage of the sort of the last message from the Coke, him just absolutely tear them a new one before the game's even started. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see There's no effort from any of you. And then they have to go out and sort of prove him wrong, um, even though he hasn't seen them play. They still have to sort of prove, you know what I mean? Like... That was pathetic from you, but like sort of just can maybe carry on from what we saw last week, which was pretty pathetic, and just rip into them. So um, just something different, but I'd love to see it from Simo. Yes, a big thank you to Sebastian, as always. Um, Just love it when he contributes, whatever it is that he does contribute to society. He certainly is a contributor. Um, 
that, yeah, that's one word to describe him. <laughs> Fantasy talk time, Matthew. Um, yes. We'll start with you. The bottom finals. How, how did it go against Tommy Power? Whole TP. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I, I, you know, I thought Team Dura got the 1700 marks. Yep. Yeah, up and about here. Uh, he got 2200 and really just gave me a nice licking. Jeez, oh, that's a very good score. Um, in terms of top, well, how, how do you review this season? The season's done now. Oh, look. Actually, I know oh, it is done. You don't get a second chance, do you? I don't think so, no. Okay. Um, yeah, poor. Okay. Uh, look, I, I, I de- definitely probably had focus from round one, two. Then probably didn't refocus until round 14. And that was real sporadic yep. focus. And then being on the footy gun, that's when I've focused again. Yep. So the fact that you gave me a reason to focus helped, but it was all, all too late. Uh, and we'll reassess for next season. You think maybe next year is the year you guys build off of... The, the momentum that you did have coming into the end of this season? I would say so. You know, we've got, you know, uh, one one player I brought in on the weekend, um, the young fella from GWS, James, James Peatling. Great, and he and did solid. He did solid. So I think a future captain. So uh, you look at that squad, how many players do you think carry over to next year? Oh, you know, uh, at least at least seven. Okay, well, that's exciting. Um, getting what about in, yourself? Um, well, I heard you had... One of the great wins. I had an absolute thriller. Me and Connor McDonald, it was back and forth all week. All week. And then it comes into the last game. I'm up by about 80-odd. I have Isaac coming. He has Lockie Whitfield and Josh Kelly. Wow. And, geez, it was tight. Um, it, it came down to it, but I got up by 47 points. I um, brought in Jack Steele. He scored me 162, oh. which I was thrilled with. I put Trey Roscoe in the side over Miles Bergman. He scored 102. The big dog. Which I was absolutely thrilled with. Um, there were some big games going around all around. Aaron Hall, 120. Jordan Degoe, 125. Tookie Miller was my captain with 135. Andy Brayshaw was 156. I'm saying that won me. As much as Jack Steele was solid, I think on that, on that Sunday... When I really needed a big score, Andy Brayshaw stood up. He stood up. When now, a lot of players didn't. Now, you got Ben Chapman this week. I do. He's different. He's, He's lost a few games now. I'm backing you in. He lost to Manny Liddy. He lost by 12 points, but I scored more than him that round. The round before, he had a big week, 2 2 2 or 2 2 2 um, The week before that, 2-1-7-4. I believe I might have outscored him that week, but um, I didn't that week. But he, he's been dipping. Um, it, it's definitely a tough one. It's do or die for me. If I'm out, I'm out. Um, but I, I'm, I'm pretty excited for what it holds. Yeah. Um, I've got uh, Ben McAvoy and Miles Bergman going out, James Peatling and Brody Grundy going in as Huge. things stand. So going into this final, I've got Isaac coming, Nick Newman, Jack Zebel, Rory Laird, Jack Lacocious, and Jordan Ridley down back. Ridley's been in some bad form, but I'm going to back him in. Okay. Uh, I think this is where he fights back. Brayshaw, McRae, Merritt, Bramble, Rouse, Steele, Miller, and Taranto in the midfield. Grundy and Gorn in my rucks. And Dugowie, Hall, Hind, Parker, Darcy, and Rusko up forward. I'm backing Rusko in. That's a good call. Uh, I'm going to back in. I think you can win the flag from eight. Yep. I, I look at his team, though, and I'm absolutely frightened. I see zero weaknesses. Mm. It's just going to take some off games for me to get this dub. And Let's it's going it to take in. all of my players to step up. So I think... Rusko, I'm, I'm a bit nervous because a lot of the times with these young yeah. players, whenever they hit this patch when they're not usual fantasy scorers, they dip off very suddenly. I do. Saw that with Jeremy Sharp, Errol Goulden was one. So I think, does does Trey have just another week in him? Just another gear. If, if I just get another week out of him, I've got 150k in the bank, I can take out Garcia, make that 280k that I can bump on to, to Trey Rusko yeah. up to about a 600k forward. Huge. So there's, there's a lot going on there. Well... I've been doing the draft work. Yep. Um, look, as I said, I was so happy with my team. Uh, I'm, prob- I'm probably the favourite. Um, I scored 1802, which is a massive score in draft. Yep. Isaac Mueller got 1914 and knocked me off. Oh. So I'm, I'm still, I get the second chance. I, I, I feel like I should be okay. Made a couple of changes. Uh, Realised, I don't know if they, the, the, the positions got updated recently. All of a sudden, Bailey Dale was listed as Ford Defender because he has been swung badly. I yep. don't know when it got up there because when I got him, he was originally only a Ford. So that gave me opportunities galore. Yep. I unfortunately had to trade the great man, Chris Mayne. Yep. I, I was I was going to go Hearn, but he wouldn't take Hearn. He wanted Mayne more, and I went, if I can get Josh Kelly in, which I did, oh. 
Yeah. So I I thought, do I go with my heart or my head? And I went, Chris, it's time to go, brother. I'm sorry. You've and I, been I've voted out of the Big Brother house, Chris. But in good news, <laughs> I keep committing to it. Mason Cox still part of the side. He's on the bench. Okay. Good on him. Good, good on Coxzilla for getting a win this season. Uh, as he does stand watching over us uh, with the shark has popped, uh, one eye more open <laughs> than I the ask, other. Can I ask a question? You can. Um, I won't stop you. Is the reason he's turned this way because it was facing outwards and disturbed your sister? Potentially. It could have just been that it fell over a bit, but it could be that. I hope it's the, the, the first. That he does just move. Maybe he's actually alive. Who knows? I hope so. Thanks, Mason. Thank you for looking after us. Thank you, Daddy Cox. <laughs> Crom versus Port at Adelaide Oval. The showdown. Yes. 5.40pm. Jeez, you love Saturday night footy. Um, there's no real changes needing to be made for either side. So they're coming in just best team possible, really. It does look very one-sided, though, doesn't it? I've got a feeling. Okay. I think the Crow is. Are you saying go Crom? I'm going Crom. I reckon... Port, I just they they're gonna have a chance of winning the flag because they're gonna be top four around the mark. Yeah, I just don't rate them. They're just like I I I do it's I do rate them, but, but they just don't perform. And yeah. it's like, are you ever gonna perform? I don't know. I think against the Crom they'll get up. Yeah, because these are the games they do perform. Ga- yeah. Teams that are outside of the top eight, they love beating teams that are below them. Yeah, well, it doesn't even have to be below them. Just teams outside of the eight. Te- games they're meant to win, they yep. win, but. Games that are 50-50, catch later. Yeah. The Crom, yeah, I'm, I've got a feeling. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Port here. St Kilda versus Sydney at Marvel, 5.40pm. Jeez, this could be St Kilda's season. Been saying that be. for so many teams for the past month. I think this will be a good game, though. Sydney, been a while since they've lost one. I thought Essendon would get them last week. They didn't. It was a great game. It's a great, it a great Sunday game. for footy. It was. Five, five games. Five games, and there were five great games. I'm Those games getting caught off on Saturday was almost a blessing in disguise. Oh, yeah. When I saw five games on Sunday, and every game is great. A 10-10 start? Yeah. There's nothing better than a 10-10 start. And there isn't one this week. 10-10 starts are amazing. Bloody Monday football. I am all for 10-10 starts. Yeah, Monday football can fuck off. They didn't really have a choice, unfortunately, with the whole quarantine thing. Nah, fuck off. (laughs) Sort it out. Do something about it. Play a double Sunday match, you dogs. Uh, For St Kilda, Ryder and Caulfield could be coming in uh, with Clark and Howard both out. So Ryder back available. Caulfield could be the natural change for Clark. For Sydney, no real changes needing to be made. They might just do a few rotations around that Medi sub. What do you think? Do you think St Kilda stand a chance after last week's performance? I think there are serious chances if they show up. I just can't go past the Swans. I remember that they versed earlier in the year and St Kilda should have won and they, I think Jack Higgins hit one goal six that day. Yeah, that was only... Uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like long ago. A couple of months ago, yeah. It's crazy. Like, Collingwood Hawthorne, this will be yeah. the first time they versed all season. Some of the fixturing it's is just a bit strange how it works. Um, yeah, I'm going to back Sydney in here, and that fixture you were just talking about, Hawthorne versus Collingwood at Utah's 12.10pm. This will be an interesting game. I hope you get yeah. up. Um, but at the same time, I feel like at this point, if we win, not too fast. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I think matter. I'm sort of just accepting we're not going to finish bottom. Um, first time Collingwood have ever gone to Tassie to play, so exciting really? times. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Okay. Um, again, Bruce goes out for Hawthorne. Um, there's, I, I didn't actually manage to catch Collingwood's ones. This is I the did. only game that I've actually missed somehow. Uh, well, I do know some information, so. Okay. Uh, Josh Dacos apparently might be back along with Bo, Bo McCreary, which is yeah. a couple of huge ins. I did hear that Jack Ginevan, uh, they, they might lean towards giving him another game, which I'm yeah. all for. I yeah. Like, I like Jack Ginevan's energies. Yeah, I think, well, we're at the point now. Play the young kids. Play them both. Yeah, do it. Go and ahead. Let's Co- debut someone else. And get Cox leading out of full forward. Please bring him With back. With Liam McMahon. Look, there's, is there four games? There's three. Three. The time is now. This is where Cox is going to step up. He has to. If, we, we, if we're going to find out, we're going to find out now. What if we play many kicks, I don't know, 11 goals in the last three games? Then everyone's going to go, what do we do now? What do we do? Maybe they don't want that dilemma. Yeah. I think, what Collingwood, I think if Collingwood were two games outside of the eight, this would be the time where Cox would step up. He, just, he loves big moments. He just loves big moments, but he doesn't like small ones. That's doesn't, true. Doesn't care for small moments. There's no no media attention around the small moments, is there? Look, kicked his biggest bag on Queen's birthday. Yep. Won us two finals. 
Is it a coincidence he does it on the big days? Hmm, I wouldn't have thought so. Big big man does it on the big days. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of big things, Tab Touch Multi of the Week, Tom. Yes. It's time for the Footy Yarns Tab Touch Multi of the Week. Uh, how big have you gone this week? I've man? gone large. Okay. I, co- I, I copped large. a bit of a spray from a friend, and fair enough. I copped a bit of a spray at footy. On Saturday after our game, someone said, you know, I put money on your multi. Why the fuck did you have Dan Butler in there? And I thought, I like Dan Butler. I, I rate Dan Butler. He's had an off-season. I thought two goals at 3.30 was value. I should have just played to the stats, and that's exactly what I've done this game. I've, uh, I've done some research. I've, yep. I've played to the stats. You first tell me tell me what we're dealing with. Yeah. GWS to win yep. by 1-39. to 39. That's going at $7. That's nuts. $7. They're not the Gold Coast. No, they're not. My second leg, I've gone with Jack Higgins to kick two goals or more. Seems to love playing against the uh, the Suns. And that's going at how much? Uh, $2.30. Okay. Wow, you're already big on the value. I said the Suns. I meant the Swans. I don't know why I said that. Uh, Brody Meyercheck to kick four or more. $8.50. Okay. And my final leg, James Ace, just for a cheeky 15 touches at $1.30. Ah, uh, just to keep things realistic. Yeah. And uh, that all pays up to 177.90, so chuck the house I on almost it. hope all those things happen except H getting 15 touches. That would be quite upsetting. I hope he gets 13. Not uh, 14, but I hope he gets 13. Okay. Or 12. Um, my one, I've gone Tim Taranto, 25 on war touches at $1.91. His last two weeks, he's got bad, bad touches. But he, he's been, I think it was 21 and 17. He had four centre bounce tenses in those two weeks. You have done your research. Jacob Hopper's out injured. Ooh. He's getting those numbers from a forward line. Before Jacob, uh, before he was in the forward line, he was averaging around 20-odd centre bounce attendances. So you could assume he's going to get 10 times as many centre bounce attendances. You could assume if Hopper you, goes out. You would think so. Yeah. You'd assume he would take his place. Yes. So I think Tim Taranto, back into the midfield, 25-plus, easy. He could be pushing 30-plus. Taranto plays his best foot in the midfield. It was preposterous that they ever took him out of the midfield. Um, uh, just genuinely ridiculous. Uh, one that I, I thought wasn't too stats-wise, but Dylan Moore, two or more goals. Oh, at yeah. At $2.20, you're a huge Dylan Moore fan. Yeah, I would pay good money to have him at my club. Um, I, I think he's a, he's a sensational little forward, I think, against a team like Collingwood. Um, a game where we have a chance. He does tend to kick a few goals in games that we win. He tends to be one of the better forwards. He does. Um, and I think we actually never got our tips for that game. Who are you tipping for Hawthorne, oh, Collingwood? The Pies. I'm going to tip Hawthorne. Nice. And I, I think he does do well in that game, and I think he kicks two or three. He's done that five or six times this year. He's kicked two or more goals, so pretty excited for that. Jordan Dawson to get 20 or more touches at $1.33. There's only been three games this season. He's had less than 20 touches. He's had a, a sensational season. And Max Gorn as well, 15 or more touches at $1.28. I think he's only had three or four games where he's had under 15 touches this season. And what's that paying at? Uh, $7.15. So, so less than some of my legs. Yes. Reasonable. <laughs> I, I thought just a nice reasonable $7 multi. Chuck five on it, $35 back. Chuck ten on it, $70 odd back. Chuck three grand on it, you get 21000 back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Nice. <laughs> That's nice. Um, so I thought something reasonable to balance out whatever it, uh, absolute monstrous concoction it oh. was that you were meddling with and toying with to <laughs> that one could be the to, one to feed the fans to to bet on responsibly which if they do have any issues 1300 858 858 is the number to call as always make sure you are 18 plus and a wa resident and make sure you're betting with tap touch because other companies they they smell a little bit they know? do i think tap touch is the way to go <laughs> oh that was the wrong one <laughs> yeah. Woo. thank good, you good tap touch thank you and good the man on the uh, the hockeys yeah. to get to get the wrong one first. Thanks, Michael. And in response to my mess up, cheers, Mikey. Bulldogs versus Essendon at Marvel one twenty p.m. The dogs can get Trelaw and Jiray back. Uh, Trelaw's back. Yeah, really? could have Trelaw back. Wow, because I because there were. Only a month ago or something, Beveridge was saying he might be out for the year. Yeah, there's this, a sniff, a little... Mm. And he could be back a little... Mm. Smell it? A little, little smell taste it. of the turmeric. Yeah. 
Little pulse, little heartbeat. There's a pulse, baby. Uh, yeah, Trelaw could be back. Um, and for Essendon, it's quite the opposite. Heppel and Langford going out. Oh, um, no, so no, Gelfie no. and Hedge should be the replacement. Heppel can't go out. Heppel can't go out. Is he in your... Yeah, he's in my uh, back line. Well, it does look like there's a chance Heppel goes Is out. Is it Peatling time? Yeah, well, look, oh, maybe it is Jimmy no. Peatling time, but Heppel does look set to go out. Oh, no. Um, Gelfie and Ham should be coming. Look. <laughs> Every chance he doesn't. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Have these been wrong before? Yeah, absolutely. They've okay. been wrong before, but does look set to go out. All right. Um, and, geez, those are two huge outs, Heflin and Langford, and two huge ins for the dogs. I- I'd say there's not even a chance for Essendon here, but they do like to get up in these sort of environments. Um, but I'm going to back the dogs in here. This will be a good game. I think Essendon will give it a real red hot crack. Yep. Uh, the season pretty much on the line. Still think the dogs will win. I'd say, obviously, the Dockers might make it. Who knows? Essendon's probably the best out of that lot to make that eight spot. It doesn't mean they will. Yeah. I think they're the, probably the best side out of that group. That's fair enough. Uh, Fremantle was Brisbane at Optus, 3.10pm. Uh, for Brisbane, no real changes need to be made. Devin Robertson is, is one who's been touted as potentially coming in. For Fremantle, Bailey Banfield is going out. He's uh, That was quite a, a bad injury to watch. And you just wonder for Bailey Banfield. He started playing some of his better footy in these last few weeks. He's he out did. of contract this year. I think he's done enough. But they've given him this many opportunities where he's just, you know, he's been re-rookied so many times. That's true. But at the same time, they do need height in that forward line. Could he be a Jack Silvani type? Does he go um, somewhere else? Maybe. I, I think maybe I'd give him... Another chance, just because of the way this season ended. But at the same time, I think it depends on how serious they are about trying to compete next year, whether they try and free up as much cap space as possible. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. And this is a tough game for the Dockers. But Brisbane, out of form, you know, we're going to get one or two things from Brisbane. They're going to come out and be really hard or yep. they're going to be really flat. So yeah. we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, but Pierce is back. Fremantle. That's huge. I really rate Alex Pierce. And uh, there's one that uh, is getting a bit, you know, he's getting close, getting real close. Um, a, a fan favourite from many people, Nathan O'Driscoll. And I yes. think, you know, at Optus Stadium, now's the time. Yeah, could now be, is could the be time the to blood him into that side. Uh, you'd say maybe a Toby Watson goes out for Pierce. Gee, I like Toby Watson. I do as well. The, I, big, the big Watto. I like everything he represents. Big yeah. Linguini from uh, Ratatouille. <laughs> Big fan of his. Um, who are you tipping this game? I'm, ju- I'm just going to go Brisbane. I really want the Tockers to get up. I though. think Fremantle. I think Andy Brayshaw just has a monstrous end to the season. I think they need to wear the anchor again. And I think with the six votes this week, although Sammy Walsh got four, I think Andy Brayshaw's still a chance for the Young Player of the Year award. Didn't you say it was wrapped up? It was all but wrapped up. Oh my goodness. Yeah. This is a bombshell. It was all but wrapped up. Andy Brayshaw has gone and pulled out a six-pointer. It's only got him two closer. But I think with three more rounds left of voting to go, it would take a bit. I'm not saying it would take 18 votes, but there's every chance Andy Brayshaw. So I hope this doesn't affect either of our votings, but at the same time, if I see Andy Brayshaw getting 30 plus, three votes, tick, 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 (laughs) just to make it interesting. Sammy Walsh, you love not giving him votes. You, you kept this interesting. <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> I'm sure it was three weeks in a row. Um, Monday it was for two. West Coast versus Melbourne at Optus, 6.10pm. Barras and Shuey back for West Coast. For Melbourne, Viney's going out, McDonald's going out. So Weedman, this is his chance. And you'd say either a James Jordan or maybe a Nathan Jones coming in. Yeah, uh, I'd love to see Nathan Jones back. Does he have it? I don't know, but... Gee, you just want to see him get to play the finals? Yep. Will he get the opportunity? I'm not sure. But if Melbourne win the flag, does he, does he get the... Jono? Maybe. What, what do you call him? Nath? Jono? Jonesy? The J-Dog. NJ. NJ. Jayzilla. Jayzilla. Um, I'm going to make a big call. Make it. I think with the run home for some teams, Sydney will probably win their last three. Yep. Melbourne have West Coast this week. Probably they should win, but you just don't know. Uh, after that, I can't remember. They got a pretty easy game, but last game they got Geelong. I think Sydney might jump in to the four, and I, I think was, Melbourne I might was miss. Thinking that. I think Sydney could slide in, and Melbourne could go down to a fifth. 
which would be real tough on Melbourne to win two of your last three and still miss the four. Yeah. That's like, oh. That said, I don't think this is one they're winning. I'm going to back West Coast in here. Wow. I think these are games where West Coast love to, when they have a bad week, love to step up the week later, especially at home, of the stadium. Jeez, they love just stepping up there. If there are fans, the fans will really get around. And we saw that, uh, you know, against Richmond, they really got around. But last time West Coast played Monday night footy, didn't end too well for them. It'll be yeah, interesting. Yeah, to see. North. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. But I'm absolutely backing West Coast to get up here. I'm gonna go Melbourne. I think they'll just find a way. Okay. Well, in terms of uh, us, that's all we've got in store. Uh, there will be at least one interview done that we'll be recording tomorrow. Um, that'll be coming after this. So I'll just uh, shoot to that now. Yes, thank you to uh, those one and or two blokes um, that came on there. Magical men. Yep. Um, hopefully they did come on and uh, something hasn't happened, as always seems to happen, where, you know... That's, you get let down. That's the issue. with. The, I think next year maybe we do the Monday recordings. Maybe we try to get the interviews done earlier, so that way we have three days before the round starts. That's a good so call. So they can't stitch us up, because there's always something that goes wrong. Agreed. It just constantly, something goes wrong, and you can't reschedule. They're too busy with all this. Lock- They're in isolation. They're in lockdown. What are they busy with? Hey, what are Who they knows? doing? What are they doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What, you're playing, you're playing poker with yourself? It's like it's like when you see your dog in you know in the corner just sort of chewing something. It's like, what are you doing? Huh? <laughs> what are you doing? You shouldn't be doing things. What are you doing? You're a dog. Go lay down. And that's it for the show. Thank you, everyone, who listened. Nice. Uh, it's been an absolutely great episode, as always. And I look forward to our next one, Matthew. Very much so. Yes, yeah, so I'm not joined uh, by anyone now. It's just me and a, a guest, so a bit of one-on-one time. You don't mind to don't mind to see it, but we've got six games and counting for the Saints. Young gun Leo Connolly. Leo, how are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you. How are you going? Oh, extremely excited to get you on. It's been a while since we last spoke. I think it was uh, just before the draft, and obviously a bit's happened since then with you and your career. Yeah, no, a lot, a lot has happened since just before the draft, and yeah, I think that is the last time we spoke. Um, yeah, finally out there playing for the Saints and, as you said, six games in and absolutely loving it. Oh, it's been great to see. Now, first and foremost, for any of our listeners who may not have seen that uh, interview we did or may not know too much about you, can you give us a you know a bit of a rundown as to your footy journey from the start to now? Yeah, so I grew up in Gippsland, a small town called Trafalgar. Uh, played local footy there and at the town across at Maui and then played rep footy for Gippsland Power until... Got drafted, obviously, by the Saints in 2019. And, yeah, now I'm here and enjoying every second of it. Okay. And you come into this season a second-year player. There's obviously the nerves of trying to crack into this side. But something I'm a bit curious about, do you feel any nerves ahead of the year knowing that your first contract comes to an end at the end of the season and, you know, not knowing where you could be come this time next year? Does it play on your mind at all? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, Obviously, it's sort of been something on my mind all year knowing that, I'm not contracted from this year on, but I think, yeah, after playing a few games, I think sort of the nerves start to go away a little bit because I feel a little bit more confident that I might be there again next year. And I really hope I am because it's a great club. I'm really loving every minute. So, yeah, hopefully I can get another get another crack at it next year. But, yeah, definitely have been nervous throughout the year. Okay, and in that off-season, you've obviously done very well in that off-season. You've now cracked into this side. What did you focus on primarily in trying to break into this side and what areas do you think you've improved on most, especially since starting with the Saints as a whole? Oh, uh, I think in off-season for me was probably just my running, just to keep building on my tank and get it to sort of AFL standard, even VFL standard, just because last year was a bit interrupted and not having a whole lot of games to be able to play, I think that was a big focus for me. And then another one, sort of knowing that I was then going to be playing as a halfback just to focus on my defensive craft pretty much and just attacking the ball. Okay, and the Saints as a whole, now you weren't with the ones at this time, but obviously the club as a whole, you'd you'd stick pretty close together. And the season did start a bit below expectations after a very strong year last year. Uh, Sides lacked a bit of consistency at times. What did you gather was the feeling around the club on the results and ladder position early into the season? 
Um, it was almost a bit of frustration because we knew we're we're a good side. Like we've got a lot of talent. Every sort of every line is filled with a lot of awesome players, and it was yeah, it was almost just annoying that we couldn't quite get the results that we were after because we knew we were better. So I think it was sort of a focus just to keep working hard and try and pick up on the deficiencies that we had as a club and work on it, which I think over the course of the year has been really good. We've started playing some good footy and obviously the last three weeks have been a bit unfortunate, but I believe that we're a very good side and could do big things. Okay, and there was a stage, I believe, at one point that the squad was riddled down to 26 players. How does that play on the side when there's so many injuries and unavailabilities and you know that you've barely got enough to fill a squad as a whole? Yeah, it's obviously not great um, not having many people to pick from. Yeah, we had a, had a lot of injuries that sort of, yeah, obviously forced them not to be able to put their hand up for selection and running with, I think, yeah, it was, 27 I think we might have had or 26 as you said was um was pretty tough but yeah managed to get through it and hopefully don't have that happen again okay and the club's form has picked up majorly since the start of the season a few strong performers as as of late you did say there was a bit of a bad patch recently but you picked up some strong form you you came into the side for you to boo in this form patch coming on as a medi sub against richmond you know with with no yeah. real presentation for you to boo aside from swapping a vest for a jumper how'd you find the debut experience and how'd you find trying to keep yourself alert both physically and mentally for a game of footy from sitting on the bench yeah, it was, it was a bit of a bizarre one. Like I got called in the morning by Rats um, saying that I might be in as the medical sub because um, JB was a bit sore. And yeah, 20 minutes before the game, was told that I was going to be playing as the medical sub. Um, and then sort of, yeah, sitting on the bench, you almost want to be paying enough attention but not paying too much attention to the game or else, yeah, mentally drains you not really the physical sort of thing because at quarter time and half time you get to run around have a bit of a kick and stay warm but it's more the mental the mental side of things that you want to just keep fresh but um yeah once I got out there it was probably the best feeling in the world running out into the ground we were what four or five goals up against the Tigers and really in charge of the game um yeah and then being able to get the win and have a few touches in the first game was yeah it was a pretty surreal feeling. And there's been a lot of debate over the Medi sub rule and debutantes. You were one of the more fortunate ones to be able to come on. There were a lot of players did have debuts announced and then spent the whole game on as a Medi sub. Would you have preferred that you got, you know, the nod midweeks being told you'd be making your debut and going in at the risk of maybe not playing? Um, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one, obviously, because I got very lucky in my circumstance, managed to get on the ground, but I think if if I could have made it picture perfect, yeah, I'd rather get told during the week that I'm actually playing in the starting 22. But honestly, I because I managed to get on the ground, I actually didn't find it too bad. But yeah, I, I don't know how I feel completely about the whole situation. But it is what it is, I suppose. And clubs just got to fill a list and put in the people that they feel is right. And if that's the first game as the medical sub, then that's just how it is, I suppose. All right, and it may have even been in all three of your games, but I know at least for one you did a, a bit of singing the team song in a face mask post-win. Uh, d- does it feel strange at all to wrap up the game where you're getting around, tackling blokes, hugging your teammates at all these all these different moments just to then have to wear face masks for the huddle for the song? <laughs> yeah, it was a bizarre, bizarre thing to happen. Like I remember as we were walking down the race, we are all getting handed masks and you kind of like, but we're just out there all tackling each other and whatnot. But I suppose if it's if it's what we have to do to keep the game going, then more than happy to do it. But yeah, it, it is a bit weird. It is a bit weird. It, it, yeah, it's a bizarre thing. You think it's probably more just for show than anything. Uh, having yeah, to put the correct. face masks on. Um, but yeah. your time in this side, we, we spoke a bit earlier on it. Uh, there was three real big wins to propel the team into the eight, just to then cop three losses, you know, two pretty close yeah. ones against top sides and one last week, which was you know, a real upsetting loss for the side. Is it more yeah. frustrating or disappointing for the team to work so hard to get themselves into the eight, just to then slip a bit and create an uphill battle for finals with three games to go? Yeah, probably a mix of both, frustration and disappointment. Like, as I said, yeah, and you said, we've done a lot of hard work and got ourselves back into the eight. And then 
to then lose the next three games and sort of drop back down the ladder a bit and make it hard for us to make it into finals. Yeah, just disappointing because we've done the work. We know we could have won those games as well that were close. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a little bit annoying really that we just couldn't quite get it done and put ourselves in a much better position. And, uh, you know, three games to go. You're a game out of the eight. Percentage isn't great. What's the whole feeling ahead of these last three games? It's just going to be a grind. Just got to get these, got to get these three wins. Um, keep working hard, backing ourselves. And, yeah, if we win these next three games, that just gives us the best opportunity of making it, I suppose. So I think, yeah, just got to give ourselves the best chance and just hope that the latter works in our favour. Okay, and you've got the Swans this Saturday night on what I believe actually may be your birthday. Is that correct? Yes, it is wow. correct. Birthday's on Saturday. Yeah, a game out of the eight, 20th birthday. You're having to play one of the form sides of the competition. What's the feeling coming into this game? Do you think maybe it's the most anxious or nervous you've been for a birthday ever? Uh, yeah, for me, I think it is. Um, certainly haven't had any events like this on my birthday. Um, but no, I'm looking looking forward to playing this Saturday night. Um, keen keen to get out there, work hard, and get the win for the boys, and get four points on the board, and put ourselves closer to finals, and potentially get ourselves back into some form for this last part of the year. Well, hopefully it is uh, all celebrations for your birthday this Saturday. Uh, yeah. It's been great chatting to you, Leo. It's uh, been great to see you finally getting out there this season and hopefully locking yourself in for some more years of AFL to come and hopefully things do work out for the Saints for the rest of the year. Thank you. It's been right. awesome. Thanks very much for having me.